This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. I wasn't looking. Hello, this is Rivers Cuomo. And you're listening to Joe in the radio. If this going to be that kind of party, I'm going to stick my dick in the mashed potatoes. Move it out here just a little bit. Ooh, sweet, but But Cash Hartzell is here. Hi, everybody. Cash Hartzell is here. Neil Mahoney is here. Hi, everybody. How are you? How are you? And our dear friend, returning guest, hilarious person, uh, a, a, a immaculate freestyle rapper. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, that's how I want to start to uh, like, re, like, re, like describing uh, rapping is like it's immaculate. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's our, our, yes, <laughs> our friend Eliza Skinner is here. Eliza, Yay, hello. Me. Yeah, hello. You made me feel better. Last time you were on, you made me feel better about uh, not being able to sing too well because you you gave it a real eugenics uh, point of view. Of uh, you're like you're like sometimes it's just the shape of your skull. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it is. It's like it's the different holes in your head than the resonance of them. Just like the way, like the shape of a guitar and any musical instrument, it's the 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 holes inside of it. Yeah, can so, we bring this up last time that that that's why Freddie Mercury never got his teeth fixed. Well, yes. maybe. Yeah. His head was. So yeah. Weird. Well, guys, I have been randomly opening the holes of my face uh, in different ways. <laughs> So I think nice. you'll really be impressed. Just cool, stretching. Cool, cool. Good. I putting the. I was thinking about putting spacers in my earlobes, and then yeah. I just start put them in in my in my, in my ear. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just yeah. that much more resonance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. But when the wind, sound waves bounce around in there. Yeah, the I started blows, breaking glasses. It sounds like a haunted forest. Uh, <laughs> uh, Eliza, you're 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 here because you're our friend and you're funny and you know a lot about music, but also you are uh, you're on a promotional tour right it's a whirlwind yeah (laughs) i so i have a a show coming out on disney plus that i was a head writer for called earth to ned and i have my own album coming out and it's both on the same day on september 4th that's really exciting thank you yeah it is exciting but it's also a little nutty and the reason it ended up all being on the fourth was because the show between me and you guys was supposed to be coming out the week the next week can you figure out what date that was Oh, oh no! Let's see, four plus seven. <laughs> Sam, Sambi Levs was that? Sambi Levs. Sambi Levs. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that was that. At one point, Disney was like, "That's a good day to release a show," and everyone was like, "About a bunch of aliens who've come here to destroy the Earth." Uh, oh, I don't know if it is. And then they were like, "Yeah, you know what? You're right." So who might read into that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good note. Message. Good note. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
Um, uh, so, so that's a no-go on the Sambi Levs. We'll get Gavin on the line and see if he agrees with this. But, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he loves to weigh in. He loves yes. and take the temperature of the room. He mm-hmm. likes to yes. weigh in and take the temperature. <laughs> yeah. um, well, you, you've caught us uh, on, a, on a great week because uh, you're an animal lover. And um, this week is the uh, Santa Day or Cat Rescue uh, um, uh, fundraising week. It's a, it's a cat rescue that uh, Deanna, my wife, uh, works with and she's also like a, a it's just a local cat rescue so we're we're doing uh, what Neil uh, wanted to uh, uh, help raise a little money the best way we know how and Neil what's the what's the deal with this uh, fundraiser we're doing for this episode uh, we're gonna go to the Santi Dior uh, swear jar Ooh, that's right so anytime any of us swear it's a, uh, a buck a cuss a buck oh, wow. a cuss so. A fucking whole buck? <gasps> okay, that's one for us. Oh, uh, marks. So I went on a, a, the internet and tried to look up lists of American swears. It's kind of <laughs> hard to find. It wasn't easy. You have to go to like British publications where they teach you how to swear in America. Was, was it just a bunch of George Carlin clips that showed up? <laughs> no. Uh, so He's like this, the clippy of swearing. He like pops up. It's like you're trying to make us swear. <laughs> you considered these seven words. Yeah, uh, it's um. There's a bunch of softer ones on there that I was gonna give passes to, like um, you know, like dang, and I'm like, it's stupid. There was also a great map of like where swears are most popular in the United States according to Twitter, like mentions. Hmm. It's very funny. The F word is uh, coastal and then not in the middle of America. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. So nobody in fucking Chicago knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh. Yeah, they just cash. hear a high whine when you say that. It's just yeah. like a tone. So I narrowed it down to asshole, bitch, shit, fuck, cunt, cock, twat, dick, and damn. Just Do you have fun. to pay for all of those that you just said? Yeah, that's no, like this is bucks. in the context of uh, listing the... Uh, well, it feels like it's still infected people's ears. If they're listening. Hey, well, I'm just uh, a, 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 a that municipal worker. At this sucks. Point. <laughs> what? I just dropped. I said sucks and dropped a dime. Sucks is. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Are we doing it for songs too? <laughs> These are all on you, Jonah. All right, so that we're gonna have to get Mark Hoppus and uh, <laughs> yeah. oh, those are all on you. No, no, those, those, we got it. Mark it has been a guest on this show. Came through your so. microphone, man. Did it? Yeah. I feel like didn't. Did you guys not get a window of Mark Hoppus just now? Like, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. zooming in, doing in. that. Yeah, he popped it was up a, like a paperclip. Him and Tom in the first, uh, you know, first collaboration in years. They showed up to do that song for us live, and then in in spastic uh, YouTube delay, bad internet quality, yeah. which is very nice. Uh, well, we're we're uh, we're so tell us about Earth to Ned. Um, Earth to Ned is a quote-unquote late night talk show it's hard to call it late night when something's streaming because you can watch it any time of day it's a late night talk show hosted by aliens and these are aliens who came to earth to destroy the planet and when they got close uh the the, the leader of the little gang 
realized that he loved, they started getting our movies and TV shows uh, on their ship and they realized, oh, we love this. I, I don't want to be destroying things. I want to be making movies. I want to be making TV shows. This is so fun. <laughs> and decided that the way to really learn the fastest and get, get stuck in the industry was to start their own TV show. So they used their beaming technology to beam celebrities onto the ship and interview them and it's real celebrities um and then uh yeah they, they do they do bits they do games interviews and they That's learn great. about human concepts like love and art and, and racism <laughs> i mean we we try to like address stuff as as well as we can that's kind of the fun of sci-fi that you can yeah. we're not talking about earth we're talking about this other planet and uh, boy yeah. some stuff went down there <laughs> and, <laughs> Let's learn from them. So yeah. did you, so were you given like, here you get to create this, the, the alien society whole cloth sort of coming from that, yeah? Yeah, I mean, what I got hired, they had already sold the general pitch, pretty most of what I said to you, not all of it actually, just mm -hmm. like aliens hosting late night talk show. Um, and uh, yeah, we created the, the backstory and there, there are different races of aliens even within the cast and mm -hmm. so like how they know each other and um did how their guys, societies work together sorry uh did you guys get like designs and stuff or did you had mm -hmm. you seen uh ned before when you walked in and were like okay i can i can write for this guy or did you ask for changes at all in the actual like puppetry no. i'm fascinated by the puppetry well, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's a Henson production. So the yeah. puppetry is sort of like King, like yeah. you don't, you, you, anywhere else I could, I probably could have been like, can we do, can we get the different outfits? Not at Henson. Henson. <laughs> okay. Like, uh, no, because this is who this puppet actually is. This is soul. You're trying to change their soul. Doesn't work that way, Eliza. I'm like, okay, okay, got it, got it. I'm just going to learn to write for that, that puppet. Um, but yeah, and and also they people a lot of times want to know about voice actors, but they don't consider them voice actors. They're they're yep. really puppeteers. Yeah. So it's the the people who do the voices for them are also puppeteering them, and they work really hard in developing those characters. So again, that was a new way to write because normally I'm writing a character, I give it to an actor, you fucking figure it out. Yeah. This Oop. was. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saved a cat, I saved a cat. <laughs> it's the beginning of a great screenplay. Um, and, uh, yeah, All the Robert Chris... McKee heads are going nuts. What? <laughs> um, but yeah, so, so it was like more of a collaboration um, and it, which, was, which was good for me because most of my, my uh, experience is from late night or comedy variety where you are writing for real people mm -hmm. more than, yeah. than creating. And then, uh, so, and then this is your first album coming out. This is my first album. When did you yeah. record this? <laughs> uh, I recorded the stand-up comedy portions mm -hmm. uh, two years ago. That's fine. I mean, it's, you're, yeah. it's, it's not like but you're it's like fresh, a guys. It's fresh, guys. It's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like it was on the last album and you're just repeating it. You, it's you, you, true. You yeah. have I mean, entree. You can do yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I recorded the stand-up section, which is the first half of the album, and then there are um, songs that we we did in studio for the the last five tracks. Nice. Um, yeah. So that was really fun. That's great. Um, and then what's that called? The album. Yeah. Uh, it's called "Regarding My Lovers." Oh, fun. Ooh. 
Yeah, yeah. I figured if I'm going to do material about dating, which people shit on, oh, save the cat, save the cat. (laughs) Um, May as well lean into it and own it. Uh, That's, you know, that's a thing that it's so funny, the the comedy the comedy scene of just like the guilt you have it's like well i can't do that it's like even though you feel like that's what your body or your mind and soul your comedic you know entity inside you leans towards you're told to not do that you know so it's like well it's dating so why am i going to talk about dating you know yeah well and i think there's two ways of it maybe i'm being generous for my to myself but like there's comedy where you're pandering to an audience and you're like what do i think they want me to talk about and that yeah. kind of dating material is like, eh, it's boring. But yeah, for me, I just spend a lot of time being like, like coming home from dates and being like, what just happened and why? <laughs> and how did I, why did I do what I did? Um, it's just such a strange formal thing that we put on an animal need that we yes. have for, for love and affection and sex. Yeah. We're like, you know, and it's something everybody universally cares about um yeah Yeah, it's you know what is any kind of art but uh you know reaching out for connection and universal experiences yeah exactly universal experiences it's like it's like and there's the idea of being you know i was always so jealous of uh comics like uh like maria bamford who like would talk about kind of universal stuff but like but it was just come the angle of it and or like Brent Weinbach, who I put in a similar category where it's just like, you're like, I want to do that kind of stuff, but I don't want to be the person that's able to think of that kind of stuff. Because that <laughs> seems like a scary place to be. <laughs> I like where my brain is in this skull, but. <laughs> yes. Yeah. The skull like... that can't sing for shit. <laughs> oh, no, I mean, think of it like different instruments. Like, look, you're not going to get the same tone out of a, a tuba that you are out of a violin. You but you just tuba? find the right parts for those and the right things to do with those. I, yeah. I knew this was just going to turn into uh, Eliza lecturing us on phrenology the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> now, wait, phrenology is the bumps on the head, right? Oh, yeah, Isn't yeah, that... no, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. The no, bumps no, on the head. But no, the holes, the, the holes Phrenology is the, is the your classic like your, Roots album. Like your sinuses. You got, you know, you know you bought this, your sinuses, right, Cash? I, nope. I have like $13 and change stuffed up there. So damn right I know what my sinuses. <laughs> well, there you damn. go. That'll get you a, a, oh. a jangly sound. Well, that's one it's like, like having a, having a, a snare snapped on your snare drum. <laughs> <laughs> that's all that change in there. Uh, oh, that well, we're like we're going to take a break with a song, a submitted track from a band that we've been playing for quite a while. They're called Alex Jonestown Massacre. Um, <laughs> they've been putting stuff out. We've been playing it and they just put out, they're putting out a new album. Uh, they just put out a new album just like a couple weeks ago. And it's great. It's very, really great, diverse punk album. Uh, but we're going to be playing a track uh, called Don't Tell a Soul. More Eliza Skinner on Jonah fucking radio when we come back. Cat, 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 cat. Yay! Yeah. 
Don't tell a soul. Uh, it's a I you know, clipped through the album. It's good. It's a it's a good <laughs> punk album. I really really do enjoy it. It's a just quality quality stuff. Um, Eliza, usually this part of the show uh-huh. is a time where we reflect don't look and back. Stay quiet. Oh, okay. No 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 no. We don't look. We don't reflect and stay quiet. We don't look to the past as much as oh, the future. Fuck. As oh, there you go. Get the kitties. As much as right now in a segment that Cash has kind of just started calling My Music News! Oh, <laughs> that's right. It's time! Um, no, that's no. The wise and who's are the thank you Alright. I was looking For- through my music on my computer yesterday and I I still had that pre-installed YouTube album. <laughs> yes. Remember <laughs> like a million years ago when you had, like got iTunes and it came with a YouTube album? Oh, uh, I thought you said the pre-installed YouTube album. And I was uh. like, YouTube did that? Weird, because so did you too. Like a fucking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fucking, I said fucking. And oh, I said it three, three times. <laughs> um, speaking of the theme song for Music News, rock legends, Thin Lizzy. Uh, just announced a, a, a massive box set uh, with uh, unreleased tracks, demos, live sessions, and previously unreleased documentary film. This is a music news segment specifically for Neil Mahoney. Yeah, I appreciate that. You gonna fucking get that A-Rite. box set? You gonna get that? Bo- oh, there you go. You gonna? <laughs> yeah, I'll it. fucking get that shit. Oh, two two. Oh man, these kitties are gonna be so happy. These kitties are gonna be so full. <laughs> fucking love. better be. <laughs> okay, boy, oh boy. it's gonna it's gonna be a, a twat in good time. <laughs> Does that count, Neil? Is that on the list? Yeah, yeah, it's no, on the list. yeah no, that's the only reason I. Said I don't it. appreciate I don't, the swear chosen. Oh hell yeah, this vocabulary is snatched. Does Ooh. that can I? Hell, hell. I mean, what? Snatch, how, snatch. how Christian are we Sli- getting on? Thin, thin slizzy. Does that get me anything? Thin slizzy. <laughs> I ran down the list. And I, I, there's one that I, I actually left off that I'm I'm feeling like I should have. Put on, uh, yeah, no, I yeah. we, we, we there was a big there was, <laughs> there was a big it's debate about the British the British calling a friend yeah, yeah. sort of thing whether that counts over here. Pussy isn't on the list, Jonah. 
I, that's the one I left off. Oh, okay. Mate? No. Is that what the, the British people call each other? Bloke? No. Chav? Mm, closer. Starts with that. Chav is an insult. Chap? He's Chav. thinking of cunt. Yeah. Ah. Uh, Made him say um, it. That's two for me. Mm-hmm. If you if you all were to think about the highest paid musicians right now, right, right, right. What would you uh, What would you think is on that list? Uh, um, Johnny Adam, Spotify. Adam Levine. Ooh. Adam Levine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, uh, What's that guy with his own Crocs? Kanye. No. Uh, yeah. Kanye uh-huh. has his own Crocs. He well, well this is a different post, guy. I mean, post Malone. Yeah, Crocs. Post Malone. Post Malone is very rich. And he yeah. seems like an okay guy. He's got that Crocs money. Yeah, but uh, like Crocs money. Do our new, our new rich um, comedians? Oh. I mean, uh, musicians, musicians. Like, are they the same as like, like? Do you have some legacy money that you got to factor into this? Yeah. No, it, I think like Rolling Stones and shit are on this. Are on oh, the list. I think it's like right now. Like the top okay. earners. Like who's, of, who's the getting the checks year. right this minute? Yeah, it's like of 2019, right? Oh, okay, 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 okay. Um, so like your Billie Eilish. Your uh, Steven Tyler's. Oh. Um, just the scarf money is coming in. So a lot just, of space man, coverings. I Did he go into wait. scarves? <laughs> he's, got, he's got to start soon, right? Like QVC, <laughs> um, yeah. the way that Joan Rivers had her line. Oh, had yeah. The, those... <laughs> Steven yeah. Tyler, Colin Hanks crossover. Yeah. <laughs> I, uh, uh, well, here, here we go. Here's uh, some top publishing. This is the, the, uh, the artists that oh. are uh, top publishing. Um, number 10, Khalid. DJ oh. Khalid? Yes. No, DJ no, Khalid. no, no. Wait, is it with an E no. or an I? K-H-A-L-I-D. That's different. That's oh, is Khalid. Khalid. Yeah, Khalid. Khalid. Yeah, okay. he's an R&B kind of... Yeah, I think we would call him R and B, R and B pop. Okay. For the listeners, um, when she said R and B, she did like a like a shimmy. Just well, so you know. I almost I almost <laughs> added funk, but it's not really. I saw not I saw him at Bonnaroo. So oh, okay. All we're, right. Well. We're friends because I saw him. <laughs> uh, Drake saw him at Whole Foods. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Drake is above that in t- top publishing. Sure. And uh, above well, that, his money's in Canadian though. That's so true. It's a little it's bit. A, it's a little more right now. Isn't yeah, it? it's a little more. Yeah. But he pays higher taxes. Well, in oh, publishing, does that mean that you get money for other people covering your songs too? Because I know right, people- and you get money for people recording your the songs you wrote for them. Yeah, because I think uh, I know there's a few different versions of Passion Fruit, which I always like. <laughs> <laughs> Twenty One Pilots, Ed Sheeran, Taylor Swift, Queen, Post Malone at number four. Hey, Panic, there I am. Panic at the Disco at number three. What? Number what year two- is this? This is this year, Neil. This is 2020. This and this makes total sense. Then no, I meant like this year. What is what year is this? Year? <laughs> yeah, 2020. Time is a flat circle. Panic at the disco, and then Jonas Brothers above that, and then at number one, <laughs> at 6.9 million. Nice. Is it me? Billie Eilish? Oh, okay. Uh, there you go. South Pasadena Zone. But check also this friends out. with her from Bonnaroo. Um, <laughs> we we did a panel together at Bonnaroo, and then we hung did out really? a little bit. Yeah, and I was like, "Oh, this little fifteen-year-old, she's she seems real neato." Uh, <laughs> and her mom was her manager, and they were like, they they wanted to chat with me, and then I uh, I saw her perform, and I was like, "I think she's going places." I think she oh, is. Oh wow! She and her brother have like choreographed moves that they do. Oh no! <laughs> On stage? Yeah. 
Because <laughs> her brother, at least at the time, her brother like writes all of her music. Yeah. So well, yeah. they they so write family together, band. Yeah. yeah. What's his name again? At Atticus uh, Eilish. Eilish. <laughs> but, but check this out. This is the top money makers in streaming. Oh. Number ten is Billie Eilish. With She's seventeen dollars. Top ten. With six point one million. Oh. Um, and then above her in the streaming situation, Khalid Kalid hmm. is up there. And then Eminem, Juice World, R.I.P. I love Juice World. It's a bummer that he's gone. And then uh, this is the one. This is number six. Never heard of this uh, artist. Young boy never broke again. Hmm. Anybody? No, no, I don't know. No, oh, is he a, is he a TikTok fella? Oh, good point. That could be a TikTok fella. Oh, that's right. Young cause... boy. Uh, I'm gonna look well, this he, up. Never on... forget, he's an American rapper, singer, and songwriter between 2015 and 2017. He released eight independent mixtapes oh. and got a cult Ooh. following. He's 20, 20 years old. There he is. Man, can you imagine getting a cult following for anything you did as a teenager? Like anything you did. It was all yeah. bad decisions. I would have been, well, and it would have ruined me as a human. <laughs> yeah. It would have rotted my soul. <laughs> Um, and then up uh, the top five is that is Queen, Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, Post Malone, and Drake is on the top streaming of that. So so Queen is on both of those lists. It's the only like sort of legitimate legacy act. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wonder um, if, here's what starts much, to get. Oh, okay. what's up? Well, I was going to say, I wonder how much this stuff is influenced also by like what's on soundtracks to Very certain things point. or theme songs. Because, I mean, that's got to be Queen. When yeah, I hear like top top earners in streaming, I think of the, that list of I'm not gonna pay for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> and, yeah, and it's like, also it's it's demographic age wise because you want to hear the top sales. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. Top sales. Yeah. Uh, number ten, Jonas Brothers. Number nine, Post Malone. Number eight, Tool. Okay. <laughs> number oh, seven. These, these old fellers is buying records. Exactly. <laughs> number seven, The Rolling Stones. People like you know. Mm -hmm. people like don't know how to not like the stream as much so they'll just buy stuff off of itunes they're still stuck in that one yeah they get their cd and they stick it on the turntable yeah. they, they also have <laughs> they have money and they are attached to physical objects yes mm. yeah. number six taylor swift and that makes a lot of sense just because uh i think she's cultivated a uh, uh, uh her fans are kind of completists where they want to have well, the yeah. stuff also, you get a clue with each Taylor Swift album, and eventually you put them all together, and you have the treasure map, <laughs> and you can go find her treasure in the middle oh. of the desert. The legend of the Swift treasure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, BTS above Taylor Swift there, mm -hmm. um, and then Paul McCartney number four. Oh, who's, dad! Who's above, who's, who's <laughs> oh, above, dad! But who's above Paul McCartney? Billie Kiss. Eilish. Oh. Oh. Hmm. How about that? And then above Billie Eilish, Metallica. And then out front of everybody by like three million more than Metallica. And also Metallica's great, Neil. Come on. Uh, don't boo Metallica. Uh, Queen. Queen is at the top of top sales. Wow. That movie did well for them. Yeah. Going, going back to my, my pal Billy uh, for a second on this. <laughs> I think this Bill. says a lot about her, uh, her popularity, especially because most of her releases were just like, singles uh streaming only this whole this album that she put out what last year one with the bad yeah. guy on it mm -hmm. um it was like whoa the billy eilish finally de debut album but it was like she had been streaming for so long since that so if after all of that you're like i need a physical copy yeah you're a dad that's true yeah yeah, yeah. i bought the um, album <laughs> <laughs> i never streamed her once 
Yeah. Wow, man, she's got some great stuff. I bought it sight unseen just because I was like, I need to know what this is about. Yeah. People keep can, talking about her, and she's like showing up. A in a, she, she's like showing up in an inflatable, you know, Bosu ball. You know, I love how how like big and baggy her clothes are because it's so antithetical to how sexualized young um, yep. female yeah. pop stars were when I was coming up, and now it's she's like. I remember saying that in a green room one time and uh, another comic was like, wait, you don't think she's sexual? Like, bad guy's really sexy. And I'm like, that's not what I'm saying. And hopefully that yeah. comic won't hear me uh, doing that voice for her. Um, but uh, you don't, but Bill like, Burr it's doesn't different. Listen anymore. It's di- <laughs> like, it's, it's, you choose, you, the, the, the words you saying being sexual versus uh, someone stuck me in this bikini top and you yeah. get to look at it. Yeah, it's going like very oops. different. You know, that's, yeah. that's, ni- that's all nineties pop. Uh, yeah. like, it's like a sixteen-year-old. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm oops. a sexy baby. Yeah. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. Ew. Uh, my pants fell down so far. Like, oh. um, but when it comes to the top money-making overall, this means everything involved, all of the live stuff. Aggregate. Pop, aggregate. Um, number five, Queen. Number four, Jonas Brothers. Number three, Elton John. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Number mm-hmm. two, Ariana Grande. And number one, The Rolling Stones. I wonder, is, is, does that what? have touring so in it? Wait, wait, wait. No, did you say The Beatles? Did I miss that? No. The Beatles no. are not on there because they're not playing live anymore, so they can't be a part oh, of the this is, this money is makers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is, um, this is the overall because- That is the like, real money maker, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Ariana has been touring forever. Elton John's been on, literally was on tour from uh, like 2016 until COVID hit. Like that's I, all I been saw, one tour. I got to Sometimes see last, with Billy Joel. Yeah. That's right. I got to see some of uh, Elton John's, like the last of his show, because we, uh, we were doing the MST3K tour in St. Louis. And like the, our theater was connected to the arena that they were playing. So like our tour manager was just like, do you guys want to go and run and see Elton John after the show's done? And I was like, I was just like, yes, yes, please. Fuck and, yeah. And um, yep, can't, can't. Um, and so. I'm imagining you guys like stacking up heads around the side of a door. Well, we all know? got like, seats. We all got seats and we came in like real late. And so there was like people that, like these old people that had taken our seats. And then we came mm-hmm. in and they had clearly made friends with the people in uh. the area. So everyone hated us oh. so much. <laughs> but I remember during the, during the live, like the MST show, I was just like, Every time someone would start to riff and kind of go long in one of the sketches, I was like, "We have tickets to Elton John. We gotta wrap it up." <laughs> I remember I I, uh, I got to go. The first corporate gig I ever did was this huge, um, you, you know, corporate thing for basically one company, SAP. Um, oh yeah. And uh, we were doing a. It was so long ago. We were doing a, a takeoff on the Weakest Link. You know that. Um, and so it was basically like the weakest link, but we're like reciting user stuff about like like how to use their different programs. Anyway, God, when is somebody we... going to do a podcast about corporate gigs? Like that's just <laughs> that's what people want to hear about. Yes, um, I don't, I have, actually I would have, be fascinating. <laughs> I have some actually great corporate gig stories. Right. This one is starting like it's not one, but um, at at the end of our final show the little stage manager person was like okay well that was great so do you guys um you guys want your tickets now for the private uh aerosmith concert and we were like what (laughs) this convention 
hired Aerosmith. So when they oh. came, so first of all, it was it was in uh, somewhere in Florida, Orlando probably, and they rented out the whole venue. So all of the vendors there were also open. You you could just go up and be like, I want a corn dog, and they're like, There you go, you got it. It's free. Oh, wow. They paid oh, my for God. it. And then when they came out on stage, um, Steven Tyler, you know, with the, like swinging on a rope and shit, everything was like, what's up, S-A-P-P-L-M? You guys ready to rock? And, and these were all computer guys who, were, who will never be ready to rock. They weren't ready to rock. It was the most tepid response. Like every time he would be like, what's up? They would be like, applaud instead of being like yeah it was very weird i I just love they were working so hard for that i i love the idea of like the you they also got the corporate thing which is like hey could you go up and could you make crazy about diane from accounting just dedicated (laughs) to her she does this thing with sweaters that it's it's so funny Mm. so just mention it and everybody's gonna go nuts (laughs) yeah love in an elevator we might want to stay around because of the sexual harassment suit, but. Uh, I also did a corporate event in Miami one time uh, that was very, very bad. I, I ate shit <clears throat> uh, many, many times. And uh, I should have known that it would all be very bad because the first morning before we started, and my set had to start at 8 a.m., uh, mm. someone died in one of the pools at the resort. Oh, oh. no. Yeah. I mean, you got to mention it. (laughs) (laughs) What do I do with that? uh, I mean, luckily all the lifeguards were ready for the show because they weren't (laughs) at the pool. Well, yeah, I think it was somebody who'd gotten drunk and then just like fallen in. But um, yeah, because that's Miami. But uh, (laughs) yeah, I was like, I don't think it gets worse than this. I'm pretty sure this is about as bad as it gets. Was it somebody at the like, was it just a guest or was it somebody from the corporate? No, it wasn't from somebody from that company. It okay. was another guest of the hotel. But it, what, like to get to the event, you had to walk past this pool oh, with police tape God. all around it. Um, <laughs> yeah. And the body's still floating? No, there was no body, but I was like, hey, what was that about? And everybody was like, you didn't hear? Somebody drowned in the pool about 45 minutes ago. Okay, so here's your mic. Um, if it gets dry, maybe freestyle rap about, uh, you know, Toms of Maine. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we're going to take a quick break for a song and an ad. Uh, and we'll be right back with more Eliza Skinner. This is a, a submitted track by Giant Triangle. The song is And Dead Ready. Uh, if you want your music featured on this show, email us a Bandcamp link. Uh, that will be at Jonah Radio, R-A-Y-D-I-O, at gmail.com. This is Giant Triangle and Dead Ready. Right? 
Hey guys, it's Cash, here to talk to you about keeps. Did you know that two out of three guys will experience some form of male pattern baldness by the time they're 35? The best way to prevent hair loss is to do something about it while you still have hair left. You can get treated with home. You used to have to go to the doctor's office for your hair loss prescription. Now, thanks to Keeps, you can visit a doctor online, very important these days, and get hair loss medication delivered right to your home. They make it easy and deliver your medication every three months, so you can say goodbye to pharmacy checkout lines and awkward doctor visits. Keeps offers generic versions of their medication. Of the only true FDA-approved hair loss products out there, you may have tried them before, but you've probably never tried them for this price. Prevention is key. Keeps treatments can take up to four to six months or more to see results, so it's important to act fast. The sooner you start using Keeps, the more hair you'll save. Find out why Keeps has more five-star reviews than any of its competitors, and nearly 100,000 men trust Keeps for their hair loss prevention medication. Keeps treatments start at just $10 a month, plus for a limited time, you can get your first month free. If you're ready to take action and prevent hair loss, go to keeps.com slash radio to receive your first, first month of treatment free. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash R-A-Y-D-I-O radio. All right, guys. Is that enough time, Cash? Okay, all right. Thanks to Rebecca here with Eliza Skinner, whose show uh, Earth's Ned uh, premieres on the same day as her new album, uh, comedy and music album, uh, which is called To All My Former Lovers. What was it? Regarding. Regarding. As though I'm looking at them, but also yes. I'm talking about them. Exactly. <laughs> and it comes out exactly a week before Sambi Levs. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it gives you a, a week to enjoy them before you get sad. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so um, you been here know we love we love covers here. And some people started to like send in covers that not necessarily they um, made, uh, but like things they've heard. And I found this one, I guess it's from 2008. It's this guy, Obadiah Parker. And he uh, did a cover of Hey Ya, an acoustic cover of Hey Ya. Hmm. And I didn't mind it. Here's a, here's a little uh, clip of it. Baby, don't mess around because she loves me so, and this I know for sure. But does she really wanna? But can't stand to see me walk out the door. I can't stand to fight the feeling, cause the thought alone is killing me right now. Got a bit of a strong enough to be your man. Thank God together because we don't know how. Are you strong enough I think I remember this from the time it came out. Yeah, it's got 8.3 million views. Wow. On the YouTubes. You ever think about giving up comedy and just doing soulful covers, guys? I've thought about it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 
I've tried covers. It wasn't the moneymaker I thought it would be, you know, punk rock and Weird Al songs. I, I, love, would... I love that project. I feel like that, like, I, I want all young artists of any kind to, like, have to study that. Be like, you know what you need to be doing? Get that you are into. And yes. that will lead you to stuff. And, and, and you'll figure out stuff about yourself and you'll figure out your audience and they'll figure you out. Like, yeah, that's exactly what you're supposed to be doing. There's a, uh, there's a thing, me and my friend Jim, who does this thing called Cinematic Void and Beyond Fest and stuff like that, he's a horror guy. Uh, but um, we always talk about stuff. We, we send each other things and like, uh, it's, we, we talk about the Venn diagram of me. Where it's like, it's like, here's all this stuff and here's this stuff. Who likes both of these things at the same time? Oh, it's, am I in here by myself? Okay. No, but like, yeah, the, the, the more you make stuff and the more you, you're going to cram all of the things in and get that center point of the Venn diagram, it's going to be amazing. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Um, if you were going to cover a movie and like remake a movie, what, what movie would you do? Poor, I mean, you know, that's a... Uh, the the like kind of like remake something mm -hmm. you know yeah i don't know because it's like there i've always had this thing it's like where some movies like are a good idea but they weren't you know they weren't done right like uh mm -hmm. i think I always think like plan nine from outer space is such a great idea for a movie and it's like really messed up and it's like it it has all these elements there that could work but would it work out of you know some things mm -hmm. just need to be low fi so i don't know i mean did you ever think about what you would do me yeah, yeah. i would do punchline Oh, oh shit! Yeah, that was. Oh yeah, yeah. That would be yeah. makes sense. I think it's almost there, and it does have so many so many interesting interesting things about it. Most people, when I mention it, they just think about the green room with the lockers in it. Yes, because yeah. that's every every comic who's seen Punchline is like, what? We don't have lockers. Yeah. Um, and then but, every other comic is like, oh, you haven't. Oh, never mind. <laughs> oh, uh, I kept demanding them in the green rooms. Um, but yeah, I think it actually does do some interesting stuff about the, the getting into comedy for different reasons, being mm -hmm. a young man, being an older woman in it, like uh, the, the that, that's, that scrabble and hustle um, yeah. and trying to maintain relationships around that hustle and also the like mania. I mean, mm. I, I think, yeah. but I think that it could be done better um yeah and, oh you and, just yeah. want to recast tom hanks do you who where are you gonna find somebody to re do <laughs> no, that i want to do it now i wanted it's i'm i would put me in no i wouldn't i would not put myself on screen anymore. <laughs> at one point i would have put myself in there but now uh some 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 great actress and i don't know get get like a get like a a ben schwartz or you know what ideally ideally now he's too old now like 10 years ago i wanted to do it with um donald glover but, oh, uh, mm -hmm. but you know, Ben Schwartz already kind of did a movie with, uh, I think, was it a uh, Billy Crystal or yeah. like, it's like yeah. an old, yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that the, 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 the male female thing is important too. Yes. Do you remember her, her climax of it? That she has to decide whether to do comedy or be married and have a family. Yeah. Yeah. Like she has been hiding the whole thing from her husband. And then finally he shows up and he's like, well, we're not enough for you. And I'm like, no, I don't <laughs> like this. Yeah. Change this, change this. Can she have it all? Yeah, exactly. It's like, yeah, exactly. It's really some, I mean, the yeah. hours that you do comedy, it's some. Have yeah. him watch TV with the kids and let her go yeah. to the chuckle hut. You know, I might do, uh, I would do a rock and roll high school, but make it more like the class of 1999. 
Yeah. Where there's like actual like murder and stakes to everything. <laughs> that would be, be really cool. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it actually is a problem as opposed to rambunctious kids. It's just like it's like, no, the kids are cyborgs and they're like trying to kill the teachers. And it's like actually the heroes are the teachers in this uh, version. I like that. That's that yeah. shows growth also. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would do I would do Wolverines, but I would recast the American high schoolers as with um, Iraqi. Teenagers. Oh, you talking Red Dawn? <laughs> oh, you're Red Dawn. Yeah. Red Dawn, yeah. Wolverine's yeah, yeah, yeah. dumb. Uh, I would yeah, do Batman. So. Wait, yeah. which? I mean, do you have a specific one, or are you just you uh, want your shot actually, at the pie? No, you know what? I I, I don't have a specific Batman. Um, well, the you should, like, show, no you should show how his parents died. I was yeah. about to say, just no one's ever really gone into the origin story aspect yeah. of it. No, I, there are there are some stories that I think would be good. Uh, I like the no man's land idea. I also like the uh, somebody somebody just pitched a Batman on um, Twitter that was like, "Hey, you want to fix Batman? Here's how you do it: make Joe Chill, the guy who killed Batman's parents, a cop, and he." <laughs> He so Batman becomes this anti-corruption guy as opposed to like this like I'm just gonna beat the shit out of people uh, and do the stuff to them that uh, cops can't do because of so, the Constitution. So uh, where does that leave him in? Uh, it's the way he did it. The way he talked about it was like it's just an indictment of Com Commissioner Gordon because that there's that whole thing in year one where it's like he's a good cop but he turns a blind eye to it um, and really sort of putting the, the focus on Gordon can't be a good guy in this if he's yeah. just letting these cops do it. Uh, so you'd sort of sacrifice that partnership, but I think it'd be an interesting thing. So yeah, yeah. I, do, I do that guy's thing that he wrote. Um, <laughs> I talked about Batman. <laughs> Is yeah. that how much do you, what, what goes in the, yeah, there you go. Um, <laughs> Definitely have to give money for talking about Batman. Yeah. Mm. John Lennon's killer, Mark David Chapman, denied parole for 11th time. Yeah. There's still Beatles out there. You want to protect them. <laughs> I was about to say, like, John's already gone. I mean, uh, yeah. There's a great part in In Bruges, that movie, with the okay. uh, Irish guy and the other guy. And uh, he knocks out this American in a restaurant. And when he's like down on the ground, he kicks him in the head and he goes, that's from John Lennon, you Yankee fucker. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oop, you got one. Oh, shit. Oh, you got another one. That's two. Um, let's see. <clears throat> Recently, uh, these guys put together a 23-minute track uh, of 99 metal bands covering... 99, 99 bottles of beer, of beer on the wall. Oh, that sounds like a nightmare. And, I mean, yeah. I like metal. And <laughs> I love bottles of beer on walls. We'll listen to a little bit. Oh, of no, it. we can see. We'll listen to a little <laughs> bit of it. It's got, you know, guys from uh, I Hate God, Napalm Death. Uh, Mustard Plug is in there. I guess there's some ska in there. <laughs> Just 86 is way out yeah. of line. Cephaletic Carnage, which is a great name. <laughs> Azusa, which is X Dillinger Escape Plan. Uh, you got uh, Venom Incorporated. Is that like just a like a? Is that just the band playing Venom covers and suits? By Venom. <laughs> Venom LLC. <laughs> oh, I thought Estimate is in there. Odious Mortem. Mu three thirty. So Dan Pontas is, and there are some Scott people in here. Philip. All uh, right. We, yeah. There's. Uh, well, you know, when metal bands tour the Midwest, they have to like go with whatever openers available. Yeah, that's, that's a good point. That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, let's see what, uh, why won't it play sounds? 
There we go. 78 bottles of beer on the wall. So it should be playing, but it's... Oh, here we go. Should I skip to the very end and see how it ends up? Yeah. I hope spoiler. it ends with one. Wow. How long is this symphony? 23 minutes, you said. 23 minutes. Yeah, I said it earlier. That's uh, Phil from Pantera. Oh, that's the last one. Pass it around. There's no more bottles of beer on the wall. Is that Tom Waits? No, it's, a, it's uh, Phil and Sama from uh, Pantera. Oh, okay. That was sad. I... Yeah. Uh, I think we need to take that Sante de Or money and just send it to the engineer that had to paste all 99 of those together. <laughs> they were working on that since 2013. Oh, okay. Piecing it together over the years. Wow. Yeah. But it's like, it's a lot of like to get a band and then to get them to record it. And to like, it's like that. that I think that's really, and the whole thing is like, you know, for sale as a benefit. Uh, I think yeah. it's a, I, I feel like during really, quarantine, you could have done it in a month. <laughs> yeah, they said they said they wrapped it up pretty quickly once quarantine happened. Yeah, I like a music project. I like a we're all doing this dumb thing together. We um we had a thing in my college town called the uh, Rock Lotto, where everybody who was in a band would put their names all in a hat, hat, and then you'd pull out four or five, and those people had to make a band. You had a month to have a song. Oh wow, that's yeah. great! I love that stuff. I've always wanted to do more stuff like that it's just so fun playing and then i have like you know like i, I share a jam pad with like dave Lyons and like our friend mm -hmm. jimmy and just uh i it just it's just a lot of fun i just wish we had like you know like better recording it's like because then like the recording is the kind of the important part where you can actually put stuff down yeah well um, i mean it's a lot easier to do a better recording now than it used to too i mean very true. you got um, your iphone got your iphone you can make anything in the palm of your hand you can make anything they make tangerine you know <laughs> come on um so uh Here's another cover, uh, Two Minutes to Late Night, which is a, a very funny uh, death metal talk show that's been going on in New York for a while. Uh, they've been putting together a lot of great, like, super group covers. Um, and then they had um, a bunch of people from, uh, like, Jesus Peace, Nothing, Creeping Death, Fever 333, uh, Glassjaw, uh, Primitive Weapons. And they did a, um, a cover, a, like a thrash cover of Rage Against the Machines, Killing in the Name of. And it's, like, it's pretty cool.
Yeah, so it's... It works. Yeah. What's the yeah. name of that band? Well, that's a, it's like a super group. So two minutes of late uh, night. Uh, it's like a, it was like you would you show. would really like this. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's you should look them up on YouTube. They do a lot of yeah, great wow. bits. They did a show at St. Vitus, I think, uh, in New York. And it's like a guy in a, like black metal makeup. Um, mm -hmm. And it was it was a shock to me that it wasn't Dave Hill. When I found when I started, recently, <laughs> I was like, this, is, this is not Dave Hill a guy doing. So there's with Dave Hill and this guy who calls himself uh, Guarcinio Hall. Uh, <laughs> uh, yes, as as a Richmonder, any any Guar reference always always fun. Yeah, I, I went you, down a. Go ahead. Oh no, I, I was gonna say like, are, are you gonna try and go home and then try and make it so they can get an odorous statue uh, in Richmond, Virginia? <laughs> um, I, I, sure. If there, if it's <laughs> if it's on a ballot, I will. I'll push for it. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it, it should really be, you know, the whole band. Um, but. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I, um, I I went down a real rabbit hole. I'm sure I talked about them before on this show. Uh, a rabbit hole this week of listening to old Inquisition recordings, which was another band. Um, they were like the little brothers of Avail, scene wise. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you did talk I, about them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and I found their album again this week, and I was just like, in in the in the sweaty non air conditioned quarantine stupor like why aren't these guys big they should have been big they should have been a big deal I'm like no one wanted to hear about it I'm like well yeah still i'm right yeah there's been a lot of, i think like, people have so much more time to kind of like deep dive and then like it's, it's it's like finding i've been finding bands where it's just like this is great why why no one ever how did i miss this yeah. you know it's uh I, there's a thing I, i've been doing lately on like where i'll just put in i'll go on spotify and i'll put in like uh uh garage rock um and then you know i'll pick a country just a random country yeah. and then you find like so many like crazy scenes and stuff like that like just to say oh i didn't know uh you know that you know just like uganda had a crazy you know garage funk scene in the 70s and then like yeah. you just and you, there's all these you know compilations and records it's really 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 fun Cut to nice. Jonah cornering Henry Rollins at some party. <laughs> <laughs> so, Did you know about this? <laughs> Henry's like, uh, yeah, uh, you know, I, um, I think I see someone I know uh, over yeah. there. I'll, I'll say this. It's like uh, when we had on the Nerdist way back in the day, we had uh, Henry Rollins. And I've said this before. We had Henry Rollins and Dr. Demento on the show like weeks apart. And it was like having the same person on the show. Because <laughs> it's just like they have that kind of like that record collector guy um brain where it's just like you mentioned something and what's like you know like with henry rollins it's like you would go oh yeah well with like you know sst records it's like sst records started in 1977 with, you know like it's like great <laughs> yeah. again and then like he he looks past you a million yeah. miles away and just gives yeah. you every bit of information he has where dr demento you just go well yeah stan freeberg yes stan freeberg in 1947 <laughs> he wrote his first comedy song like you know it's just the same these thing. both sound like like messing with a touchscreen computer at very specific museums <laughs> <laughs> you know to hear more about blah press yeah. this um, that kind of makes sense with they're both great on the i like i'm, I'm a big fan of henry Rollins' radio show much more than i am pretty much him talking any other spot but it makes <laughs> sense that he would be good at it because there's literally no one for him to avoid eye contact with in the studio <laughs> it's just a microphone so he can just talk past it and it works mm -hmm. True. Um, uh we're gonna oh what's up 
I was just going to ask a question about covers, but if you guys oh sure, yeah, yeah, go for it. With covers, do you guys uh, find you prefer a, a a slowed down or a or a picked up cover? Because I feel like you those know, are the it, big choices. It really just depends. You know, the more we you know kind of dissect them, the more we realize it's like it. There's no real hard and fast rules of it. It's just uh, yeah. you don't want to. We talk about how you don't want to be too close to it because then what's the yeah. point? Yeah, that, yeah, that's the toughest to slip by me is to get like pretty much like a note for note you know, A for A, apples for apples. Because then that just thing. becomes like karaoke. You're just hearing someone else yeah. sing a song and everyone's doing a good job. And just, you know, it's, we're not saying that it's like bad. It's just like, it's not exciting, you know? It's, uh, yeah. and, then, and then to kind of completely- It's not adding to it. Yeah. The experience to, you've already had. Exactly. And then to completely deconstruct it is sometimes, I don't know, it just, I don't think there's any hard and fast rules of what makes a good cover. Mm-hmm. I like. Yeah. I, my, I think I, I have one hard and fast rule um, that you that you tap into the emotional core of the song and use what you've got to heighten that in whatever direction. So you That's know, fair. if it's if it's somebody's sad song, if it's somebody's excited song. I mean, and you can like subvert it and twist it some way. But I think the ones that I don't like are people are, are the songs that seem to ignore the emotional content of the song and just change something yeah. musically randomly. Yeah. Not to not to steal Neil's uh, anecdote. But he ta- he talks about Strutter as his yeah. favorite cutter, cu- copper C- uh, cutter. Cutter. <laughs> yeah, like, cutter. Cutter. <laughs> um, uh, but the, the Donnas, right? And you're, you yeah. talked about uh, just changing the gender of the person singing the song makes it goes it from a Kiss song where they're talking. Well, about, no, they didn't change. They didn't change oh, they the didn't gender. Change of the, the, yeah, yeah. yeah so the gender of the singer. Yeah. So the the narrator as a woman saying, "I know everything about her." It's like a different dynamic between the three people in the story. Yeah. And that's that's true. That's, that's a case where it is kind of a note for no, like apples to apples kind of thing, but because they didn't change the lyrics at all, which would be kind of a lazy move. Anyway, but it makes it much more complicated because it's a different relationship between the players. Well, and it's doing something with the emotions of it. It's like yeah. play, like recognizing them, but twisting them a little bit. Yeah. Um, I love uh, the um, much more famous Linda Ronstadt and Stone Pony's version of Different Drum as opposed to uh, the Mike Nesmith version, which is yes. the same sort of thing because Different Drum is basically like, hey, look, I like you, but like I'm really not looking to be tied down. And when it's a woman singing that, it feels like, especially from what, the 70s, feels yeah. like way more of a revolution to be yeah. like, oh, okay, that's an option. Fun. But what about yeah. new versions of uh, artists, old song? Here's, um, here is Alanis Morissette. She just put out a Spotify single. And this is You Oughta Know. But this is her doing basically a revamp. Uh, yeah. This is the middle-aged version. Yeah. <laughs> that I am No, she goes down on you. And, like, feels like my, so, my just feels like my aunt got a divorce. <laughs> Where are the kids going to stay? <laughs> Basically, she, I think she's jumping, uh, she's jumping to like, it's like some trailer for some movie is going to be using a slowed down version of You Ought to Know eventually. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, might, I might as well be the person who makes that version. For sure. Might yeah. as well get the performance and recording. Yeah. Yes. yeah. Just strip those uh, lyrics out and let's uh, cut the trailer. Just the <laughs> exercise of like a young woman's passionate kind of sexual rage becoming an older woman's sadness is yeah, hard to about. listen to right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's cool. It's cool. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, you're, uh, we're going to take you're... a break for a song real quick, and we're going to come back and wrap it up with more Eliza Skinner. Uh, here we are uh, going to play a, a new song from the Ophelias, one of my favorite bands. Uh, the Ophelias just put out a new EP, and here is the song off of it called Grand Canyon. Back with more radio in a bit. Basically, for the show, uh, Eliza, um, thanks for being here for us. Uh, yeah, it. thank you for having me. Did you uh, send me a track? I am trying to right now. Um, okay. Here, hold on. I'll send you a. I can send you a link in here if you can. Yeah, just stretch, can you just stretch. go to? Can you use that? I, I'm just uh, yeah, gonna I fill can, in by saying "fuck" and uh -huh. "damn it" <laughs> yep. and uh, "butt" and but? no, but just, rhythm. Front butt. Um, what about ass? Blank ass, 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 ass. I'll take. Um, oh, we wanted. We do want to um, say though, uh, if you're listening to this on Friday or Saturday, um, today is or this Saturday, August twenty. Was it going to be, guys? Uh, twenty. Uh, it is going to be the 29th on 29th, Saturday. 29th, August 29th. It is uh, play music on the porch day. Uh, this is a, a thing that Brian Malman has put together. Uh, the idea is what if the whole world just stopped for a day and played music and listened to music. And if you go to uh, at play music on the uh, at, at play music on the porch, uh, hashtag yep. play music on the porch. Um, you'll find that people all over the world are like filming themselves at their homes, playing music, use the hashtag, explore it, connect with people. It's uh, it's really, really neat and really fun. And like kind of going through the hashtag and the people posting and stuff like that. 
Uh, so be sure to do that. If you do that, we're gonna we're gonna look through it too. Tag us as well. We'll try and like play some of the some clips of people that have done stuff. Uh, actually, Eliza, will you commit to doing uh, play music on the porch? Sure. Yeah, that sounds great. Sounds good. Go I love yes. it. At cool. play music on the porch. Hashtag play music on the porch. Brian Mullman's uh, great. Uh, and you know, here's the thing. I I saw a screening of uh, Bill and Ted Face the Music. I saw. <laughs> I, I, I got to see it, and, and I and I love it. I love it um so like a lot and but one of the it's like and it's crazy there's a lot of stuff in it that we talk about where it's like like neil like because they have daughters in it and oh like, they have knives like, yes but oh. like uh neil like uh like the way neil talks about music uh, like and how like younger generations get into music it's like a lot of the stuff we talk about and music connecting people and stuff like that uh it really is very apparent in this it's a very feel-good movie i'm very excited for people to see well it. you know we did have a we did have Alex Winter on the show. You think that maybe he like went back to Ed Solomon was like, you guys, you got to check this out. Like the, <laughs> yeah. the Chuck Berry scene and uh, just like hands him Jonah radio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I recorded all these episodes as podcasts on this cassette tape. Listen to this. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so um, uh, Earth to Ned is yes. uh, coming out. Disney Plus, uh, September 4th, we're dropping our first 10 episodes. We had amazing writers on the show too, you know, uh, Jordan Morris, Nick Weiger, Sierra Catow, uh, Joel Boyd, Yasser Lester. Nice. Um, nice. Yeah. Uh, murderer's uh, Row. Dan Greger. Yeah. Adam Stein, who's also a writer for uh, Harley Quinn. So yeah, it was, it was an amazing group show. of people. Yeah. Who is, are you, are you allowed to mention the guests that are going to be on it or? Oh, uh, probably. I mean, definitely the ones from the <laughs> trailer, which is Billy yeah. D. Williams and uh, Gina Carano. Um, uh, RuPaul, we got uh, Tom Lennon, we got um, Raven Simone. Um, oh, Eli Roth in, in my my horror episode that I penned. Um, we got he, Eli Roth and Lil Rel, and yeah, it's oh, nice. um, nice. Andy Richter, all kinds great. of great people. It was it was it was a a, a really fun uh, chance for me to get a lot of the things that I love and the people that I love all in one project um and uh i think that's what makes cool stuff that's awesome Uh, definitely and i know you were very excited about that and you were at a i remember you being at a kind of a creative and life crossroads right around the time where you were deciding yeah you and i were both talking about like (laughs) splitting town getting out of the country (laughs) yes um i was really thinking about taking advantage of the old uk citizenship and moving to england and then i got this job so jealous I'm, i keep telling you figure out a way for you and deanna to marry me and yeah. we'll all go <laughs> well um, it seems like they're getting real liberal over there with that government so i think it's yeah. a possibility it's just it's a it's a blooming lotus you know and everybody, everybody's welcoming americans into their country these days sure yeah. sure yeah just get absolutely. get deanna a big hat with a ribbon and a giant lollipop and she can pretend <laughs> to be your, your child, child. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. I live uh, in a different house from my children, my childhood <laughs> husband. I, 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 want, I just want that to hear Deanna's Cockney accent. I know you're moving to England, <laughs> but for some reason she has one in my head. Um, Already. <laughs> yeah, she'll pick it up fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, I said cock. That's, uh, that's one. Oh, there you go. <laughs> there you All right. Go. I'm going to do a final tally uh, on the swears, the cuss, a bucket, a bucket cuss. Um, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty-four, twenty-five dollars hot raised damn. for kitties. Nice. Twenty-six. Yay. Twenty-seven. Asshole. No one wants to join in. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
um uh, but we're gonna and then your your comedy album regarding my lovers mm-hmm. uh, uh, a special thing records coming out on special thing so. records uh full disclosure i uh also have albums uh on <laughs> special thing records just want to make sure there's no yeah we get it we're all paying matt belknap's mortgage <laughs> <laughs> um but uh yes so um my tally's way higher than yours oh is it really yeah what do you got i have uh i have 39 oh wow well fuck it let's make it 40 there it is <laughs> <laughs> uh and we're gonna um end this episode with a song from uh eliza uh, called The World is Ending. Now, Eliza, will you want to set up this track? Um, yeah, actually, it, you can start playing it because there's weird sounds at the beginning of it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, I guess it's okay. kind of loud weird sounds. No, I'll try um, to I, I put this out uh, before it was things were as bad as they are now. We have recorded this. But yeah, this is The World is Ending, my new wave hit. Perfect. <laughs> uh, Thanks so much to Dan Engler, our associate producer. I want to thank Cash Hartzell. Uh, yeah, fuck off, Dan. Eliza, Eliza Skinner, uh, Earth to Ned, and uh, Regarding My Lovers. Um, here is a song from that album, The World Is Ending. Thanks so much for listening to General Radio. I want your music. It's late. The bars are closing. And the world is closing, too. I noticed you looking at me And I noticed you noticing me looking at you If the world is ending and the world is ending You should probably come home with me tonight If the world is ending and the world is ending This bar is when they turn on Can still fuck. Oh, oh, oh.
So there you go. Thanks for listening. Be kind.